Time for gate speed here on RSN Central. It's 12.17. Please join the conversation today. 0416905052. This is not harness racing, but um, I agree with this listener, John. Not as convinced Buddy Deal is a win. Still has three years to go. Can't stay on the park. Hawks wouldn't be displeased either. He's been okay, Buddy, but has he, de- has he delivered them a premiership? I think that's the big tick for Buddy. And looking looking at him in the preseason, he looks pretty good. Anyway, let's talk to Jason Bonington, who he's probably not in the nick of a, a Buddy Franklin, but he probably thinks he's as good as Buddy Franklin. He joins us now. Jason, good af- good afternoon to you. Uh, you almost spat that out there. Yeah, that, <laughs> that really that really is, uh, you know, that's glass house sort of stuff, isn't it? Pot calling the kettle black. You, you're certainly not in the nick you were when people tell me no. you were a good junior sportsman, no. Gareth. But wonderful chat. I've been listening for the last 25 minutes here on the ISD. In line, and I'll tell you what, three votes to Mikey for his... He, he contributed the best comment of all mm. the entire conversation there with the five-year deals. And Matty Nevitt, so. I, I reckon most people probably agree with the, the text message there from John. Probably most people say it hasn't been a win, but mm. Matty was pretty strong on body. So it's been a very strong last 25 minutes from you boys. These younger kids have an opinion, and Matty, yeah, he loves his opinion. And I, <laughs> I love Matty. And then the Hornets build up quite a following these days because everybody wants a piece of him, and they're following his journey to play senior football in the Ballarat Football League this year. So good luck to the kid. Anyway, five things that we've learnt. Number one, ultimate sniper now $1.40 for this week's Inter-Dominion. Does he deserve to be? Well, I'll start here, Jason. And I told you a couple of weeks ago, it's game over. (laughs) After what you saw on that opening night, give the trophy to ultimate sniper. He's clearly the best horse. He will find the lead. He should be $1.10. I'll tell you what, you had, a, you had a little dip at me on the socials uh, a week or two ago. And, you know, I was about to give you a big pump up for uh, for declaring Ultimate Sniper. And then you've gone and given yourself a pat yeah. on the back and a little uh, a little snack and a little treat there. Well done, Gareth. Yeah, now you made the declaration. He should be a, he should be a buck twenty, shouldn't he? Based on what yeah. he's done, if you rated them out of ten for their three heats, he'd be thirty out of thirty. And his performance on Friday night had to be seen to be believed. I thought I was watching Blacks are fake. Um, halfway down the back, he was three wide for an eternity, and he was ready to drop off. Aaron White was suggesting he's starting to get into a bit of bother here, and then he just wound into his work and. Going back to a little bit about what David Gately was talking about at long-distance racing, if you can sustain the speed for that very long period of time, this is why we need to bring back more long-trip racing in the trots is because it's a great equaliser, isn't it? I mean, Ultimate Sniper, more, I don't think he's going to come over, to be honest, and ever win a Miracle Mile, even though he did win over the short trip um, in a heat of the Inter-Dominion. He's not that kind of horse. He's much more blacky, Lazarus-like than... Once uh, once they're at top gear and at their maximum for a long period of time, he can keep coming where a few others stop. And he's not even going to have to do that on Saturday night because he will intimidate his way to the front. I know Nat Rasmussen said we'd prefer to be in the breeze, but no one is going to want him outside mm. of them. So Ultimate Sniper will be getting to the front and will be winning and will start shorter than 1.4. You say that, that you would like to see more longer races, Jason. But on the other hand, there's arguments saying that we need to shorten up the races to accommodate the younger generation coming through the ranks, trying to invite them and, and get them passionate about the sport. So I, how does... I, I've actually said this for a fair while, Gareth. I reckon 
that it's the middle trip racing that needs to not be eradicated, but so much of our racing's over about 2,000 to 2,300 metres. Yep. That's the actually, Boring by racing. and large, the worst type of racing. Yeah. So you want more mile racing, particularly preferential draw, where you've got good horses having to overcome adversity from bad draws, more long trip racing, and actually then you'll get a little bit more thoroughbred like where you've got specialist sprinters, specialist stayers. It's actually the middle trip stuff where they drop anchor and don't do much for half a mile. That's the stuff we probably need less of, in my opinion. Totally agree there, Jason. Winterfell assumes control. Point number two, this is. Winterfell, I think I also declared, just quietly, assumes control over the trotters into Dominion. I have probably less of a memory of you declaring Winterfell to be 100% mm. honest, Gareth, but I will say... Uh, you probably would turn good. up that morning. I think he's, I think he's too short, uh, okay. to be honest. I, majestic man, we know... Has electric gates, but he loves Alexandra Park. Might have been beaten on uh, on Friday night, but I tell you what, the five dollars about Majestic Man versus the one seventy Winterfell. Even if Majestic Man leads and hands up to Winterfell, he's got such a devastating turn of foot. I'm actually still tipping Majestic Man to win the Inter Dominion Trotting Final, and the price to my eye is magnificent. Mark Cooler continues to race really well, but Gate Eight's going to be no spoil for him, and it's very, very, very difficult yeah. to find any other winning chance. Though Paramount King has been a total revelation through this series, we just wish he'd drawn well, but he hasn't. Massive Metro's out in 13, so the barrier draw has limited the winning hopes, you'd have to say, Gareth, but I'm happy to take on the favourite here. He's had a, a very good series, Winterfell, but I'm, I don't think it's been any yeah. better than Majestic Man's, and you're getting a, a much, much better price. Now, just go through those Inter-Dominion Aussie horses. We'll start with the Trotters. Big Jack Hammer, probably a tick. It's its chance to, to run a place after drawing Barry number one. Yeah, he, he just, I guess if Majestic Man, it depends what happens early, really. If, he, if he's three poles, it's going to make things harder, though. It could be a pegs, pegs, pegs final, but he's some sort of chance. He's yeah. definitely a top four or five chance, Big Jack Hammer, and from gate one. Tough Monarch was better the other night. Well, he's a better horse, isn't he, than Big Jack Ham? I, I don't think that's... Uh, it would probably be offending a couple of people, Don Martello included, but Tough Monarch is a better horse than Big Jack Hammer, and he is getting better, but he has to overcome adversity again here. You never know what's going to happen in a long trip into Dominion final. If he got the right card in, he's a place hope, but things have been made very difficult for him, and you just wish he hadn't had that... That awful start to the Inter-Dominion preparation because it would have made things a little bit easier going forward. But yeah. I think Ricky Elgin's going to walk away from this feeling pretty proud of having come over to New Zealand. And who knows, maybe he will get a top four or five finish with the right fortune with Tough Monarch. In the paces, my Kiwi mate, he continues to race really well. He's drawn the pole. He's a big price for mine, the place at $6 because we all know how well he follows speed and he'll get to do just that come Saturday night. He's got more gate speed than people give him credit for. Yeah. They just don't use it because of the type of racehorse it is. He's an ambush artist, a sit sprinter. So, um, gate one's going to be going to play in his favour. We know that he needs soft trips, generally speaking, to use that burst of speed that he does have. I don't know that this race overall is, you know, that much stronger than uh, than a Victoria Cup. And Mikey, we might run a terrific race from four poles there. So, I think he's a good place. But yeah. I really, we'll talk about Jody Quinlan soon. I wish he'd gone over to drive, but Craig Demler will have those duties, and I think. He is some sort of place, hope he's a good place price. Sicario ran off the charts there um, the other night, three wide without cover, and broke 53 seconds for that last half, which is sizzling. They don't go too much quicker than that in the sport of harness racing. It's at a big price as well. And I'll just go quickly through, like your horse, San Carlo, um, um, draws barrier 10, but would be a surprise if it finishes in the placing. The, the biggest disappointment for mine, like bling on, didn't have any luck. But Colt 31, the way that he went the other night, 
he would have been a small winning chance with the work that he did, I thought, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And he's in the consolation small. now. Like, he would be a better ch- – right now, if we had to have one horse to represent Australia after what we saw on Friday night, it would probably be Colt 31. Would you agree yeah, on I, that? I would agree, given the right draw, probably, yeah. yeah. If, he, if he was given a perfect draw here, I still – I'd be – I would have been shocked if he could win, but he, he would have been a great place prospect, uh, Colt 31. And it's just it's just unfortunate because night one, he was superb. But I, I think he, he flew under the radar how good his run was on night one. He got no points. And then obviously night two, everything went wrong when he was stuck three wide. Mm. So it's been one of those trips over across the Tasman that uh, Grand Dixon will want to forget. But to be honest, uh, I think we know when we get to other Grand Circuit races that Colt 31 is not going to be too far away from the mark. Yep. The way he went in the Victoria Cup and the way he's gone when he's had a few things go his way in this ID. Phoenix highlights, feel good comeback for Jody Quinlan in the bike. That's point number three. We had Jody on this morning and to listen to her story after what she went through on Christmas Eve or Boxing Day when she was kicked in by a horse in the parking area there at Tabcourt Park Melton and what she's been through to get back after splitting her kidney in half, breaking three bones in her back is quite extraordinary, Jason. Well, it just highlights, doesn't it, Gareth, how, how teak-tough harness racing people are. Racing people in general, like, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're significantly tougher than you and I and significantly tougher than the general population. And most people in Jody's position, she was supposed to be off for three months originally. She was in a wheelchair. She would have told this entire story this morning. But you should not come back. Basically, you know, we've seen the Danny Hills do this as well. You should just say, had a great career, achieved a hell of a lot in the game. That'll do me. But she's fought tooth and nail to get back. And you're not guaranteed a reward, are you? You work so hard and you think to yourself, I just want to get back in the bike, but you're not guaranteed a reward. But that would have been an unbelievable reward on Saturday night. And I expected, you know, uh, tears and all the rest, but they're so hardened, uh, people in harness racing. You can tell the joy uh, on her face, but she didn't break down. She just she just had that smile on her face of, you know, I did it. She picked up the drive on Phoenix Prince, got the perfect cut of the race. It was a terrific drive by Jody in a race where that kind of drive was required, particularly on that type of horse, heavily supported Phoenix Prince, and got the job done comfortably in the end. As, as mentioned, I would love to see her over in New Zealand on, on Saturday night. It won't be that way, but um, it was certainly, I think, across all codes, the story of the weekend. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree, and that's why we had Jody on the today because I love those kind of stories, those stories that if you're sitting at home or you're doing whatever you're doing, you're at work or the tradies are listening um, while they're working, those those kind of stories can put life into perspective, and I think they can inspire you. Point four, tornado. The tornado shows why you shouldn't be easily dismissed. Well, that was this was the Cram and Trotters Cup, the yes. Bruce Geeks Memorial. Um, I don't know who you'd compare him to. There's, like, from a pupil, if you're just going to go with Trotters, you'd say there's a little bit of Keystone Dell about uh, Tornado Valley in that no one ever wanted to call Keystone Dell a champion. And no one, I don't think too many people are ever going to call Tornado Valley a champion, yet he races like a champion. He wins the big races. He wins so much more often than he loses. He's got versatility. He came off the speed on Saturday night where we're used to him either leading or playing bully. He's got all the attributes of a champion. So I don't know whether he's a Lenny Hayes or somebody you might compare him to in the football world, but he's just one of these guys. Corey Enright for mine. A halfback flank, four-time All-Australian. You know what you're going to get. Underrated, but a champion of the game. Oh, he'd probably be my favourite Geelong player of all time, oh, so I'm more go. than happy to go with Corey Enright. Corey Enright still had him. He was a little bit flashy, you know, but um, unbelievable, you know, what he's been able to achieve, Tornado Valley. And what he proved, incontrovertibly, in my opinion, is 
even with what's going on across the ditch at the moment with the Inter-Dominion, he's the best trotter in Australasia. Because to have the great Southern star win a dance craze, track you into the race, when you know her weapon is extreme speed mm. and she can't run past you, well, what more can you do? Maybe he could be named, say, David Warner. Very talented, um, exciting on home turf, but can't travel. Oh, well, one, one one might be called a flat track bully. Yeah. I wouldn't call Tornado Valley okay. a flat track bully because he's he's had he's had all comers come to him. And to be fair, I reckon unfortunately it's just he, he's a bit a bit more yeah. like an, an old fashioned Gary Hall uh, Junior. Just doesn't like travelling. Yeah. I think if he actually went over to New Zealand, he uh, he would have quit himself very well. Now, he's just a bit of a homebody. Now, Jason, if you want to listen to the rest of Gates being RSN Central, you need to download the app or at RSN927 or go onto our website, rsn.net.au. But for all of our Tassie listeners, and thanks for joining us today, it's now time for Racing Pulse Tassie with Michael Falgate. And we're sticking with Jason Bonington here in Victoria up to point number five, Lincoln Land's Gumbauer feature and proves country cups aren't just for the big guns. Yeah, and it's quite amazing. You know, I didn't. I wasn't. Uh, I was at the Werribee Cup, as a matter of fact, yesterday. So I wasn't on air anywhere, and I didn't get to reveal what Merv Butterworth told me at the end of the Korean Cup program. I ran into Merv a, a few times. We chatted about a number. Stop of dropping things. names, Jason. Is Merv Butterworth? Sorry, I He's didn't know. He's a big it's, name, Merv. Do all of our listeners know Merv Butterworth? <laughs> they <laughs> so, do well, now. That's extraordinary stuff. He is a Leviathan owner. People yeah. in harness racing know him, of course. Arden Rooney's owner among many uh, great horses. One of my favourites, Brooklyn Butte from back in the day. But he said to me, Rupert Lincoln, the experts have, uh, have underrated him. I reckon he's going to go very well. I go, do you think you'll win, Mervy? He goes, I reckon he will, but don't tell anyone. I didn't get the opportunity okay. to betray his confidence. But he was a great winner. And it just proves, particularly you know in those country cups, it's a little bit like the Grand Circuit. You need to go around a few times and run some good races and get acclimatised to that type of racing. Uh, he'd gone, he ran second at Sonata and then fourth at Store, where he went across the line with Phoenix Prince. So the form references were excellent. And this is a game why I love long trip racing because it takes draws out of it and it takes a little bit of fortune out of it. If you're good enough, you'll figure in the finish. And that's what, uh, that's what uh, Rupert of Lincoln did at Royal Gunbow yesterday. It was a very good win. He mm. just basically outstayed Americans there. So well done to them because they'd gone well in the Country Cup so far this season. But you always want that breakthrough win. And Karen Manning, Grant Campbell, Merv Battleworth, take a bow. 0416905052 because my friend Jason Bonington needs a little help from our listeners there this morning because he's been spruiking two horses especially. San Carlo, who I love and adore, and he's as tough as they come, but he hasn't quite lived up to the expectations Jason um, has been talking him up to do. And the other horse is Hurricane Harley, mm. who Jason declared as the real deal, but mm. still couldn't run a place. Or he finished third, did he, in the Cranbourne Cup after having the draw and the run of the race. Mm. So we need to help Jason, 0416905052, to give him a new horse to spruik Jason. Look, Gareth... I think the one thing that you don't understand, and there's probably plenty, if you wanted to sit down with me for three or four hours, I could probably educate you on a number of things. But with this sort of, I'm quite often with these horses, I'm not trying to tell you that they're going to be the next coming of popular Well, you arm. said I that he was happy. the best horse in the country, San Carlo. I think he, I, I think he had the capacity. He's not even to, close. Look, his run in the Victoria Cup was amazing. He's now made three Inter-Dominion finals. Now, I've loved this horse ever since, you know. Yep. He was a very young horse. The fact that he's now made three Inter-Dominion grand finals tells you what a great horse he is. Has he ever made it to the absolute top of the tree? 
he hasn't done that unfortunately and he's had he's had opportunities and he's run some amazing races he's run in the Victoria Cup as he's seen to be yeah. believed where they've gone 151 a track record time by a mile he sat parked and been the only horse to figure in the finish from off the pegs certainly his lack of probably elite 10 out of 10 gate speed has precluded him from winning a group one so far I will be 150% in his corner on Saturday night. I know it's going to be awfully difficult for him even to finish. How could you back him when how, how he, like the, the Bathurst horse, our Uncle Sam, went better than him the other day, I thought, anyway. Well, and he, bling he, it on was he, okay. He, and he, I did thought... beat, he did beat our Uncle Sam home. But at the end of the day, it's going to be very difficult for him. Yeah. I'm happy to be on at $11 a place. He's half that price now, five fifty three. But it's not going to be easy for him to... Uh, it's not going to be easy for him to run a place... But I will say this: He has fulfilled every expectation yep. you would ever want of a of a horse to make three into the million grand finals. And Hurricane Harley, he's a four year old who's been unexposed against racing against the big boys. And even though I did tip him on top, I was I was myself saying I think he's come up way too short when you think he's taking on horses who've been at grand circuit level. And I just think he just went a little bit rough when he back in, went back into the sprint lane. So get him back to his own age group, head towards the four-year-old Bonanza and hope that Ultimate Sniper doesn't come over mm. here. And I still think we'll see uh, Hurricane Harley become a very, very, very high-quality horse, Gareth. Now, Jason, what about the Inter-Dominion at the moment? Do you like where it is? Do you think um, it's a winner in this time frame? Or would you prefer it to see later on in the season? Uh, it's really difficult, isn't it? I mean, every single time, it's a jigsaw puzzle, and every single time you think, I'd like to move something, you've got to understand there's a butterfly effect there, and, and you can have an extraordinary uh, impact on the rest of the season. I don't mind it here. I don't mind it here. But we have to reassess yeah. after year three of this new deal because, in my opinion, and this is no knock on New Zealand, I can't wait to get over there, I think it would have taken the pressure off Auckland if you'd gone Victoria first year, New South Wales second year, built big momentum with the new format or the new series the way it's going to be, and then head to Auckland with that momentum. They've had to cop a lot knowing that it's always going to be hard to get horses over there. People don't like taking on the All-Stars on their own soil. I know it's not down in Canterbury, but it's still New Zealand. So next year... I mean, the final's going to be a cracker on Saturday night of both the Trotters and the Pacers, but New South Wales and all of Australia and everyone have a big responsibility to make sure the Inter-Dominion in 2020 is enormous because if that momentum isn't continued, there's going to be the naysayers and the people wanting to pull the plug after the nine-year deal's finished. So I think it's been a really solid series, but the lack of horse numbers has been concerning. Fantastically, we haven't had a great attrition rate, but we need to continue to build the momentum because the Inter-Dominion, if you want it to survive, mm. can't just be another horse race. It has to be the biggest game in town. And I think they should treat it like that, but the only problem is is that because of the scheduling, it's very hard for any of the Victorian horses, like all those Emma Stewart horses that competed in the Cranbourne Cup, to go over there and compete, say, in the Inter-Dominion because then the scheduling's just too... It's too congested in a way that there's so many off like there's options for people to go to Perth the race for really good prize money um, the South Australian Cup all of our country cups are, are, are placed together and then the Miracle Mile I think the Inter-Dominion would be better place if it was in March and like it always has been towards it's like the the end of 
the end of the road, but the, the, the horses get a chance now to come together because there's nothing after the intermediate. Yeah, I, think, I, I don't mind the idea in theory, but the problem is standard breads aren't what they used to be, Gareth, so they can't go through New Zealand Cups, Hunter Cups and Miracle Miles and be expected. We see that horses, even through this Inter-Dominion series after coming through New Zealand Cup week, a few of them who had hard runs at Addington yeah. have not performed. You know, 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, the standard bread was, you know, a lot more durable than it is now. The breeding means that they can't go to every war. You don't want the Inter-Dominion to be the afterthought where you've got horses who are at the end of their tether. So I do think it's probably in the right area, but the thing is, you know, I think if it was in New South Wales, it wouldn't be a problem for yeah. the Emma Stewart horses to get there. It's great that New Zealand get involved in the series, but you're always going to have that difficulty attracting Australian horses, and it's only going to be harder the next time around yeah. because, once again, they've seen Winterfell and Ultimate Sniper and all the rest, and you go over there thinking to yourself, we're off a 70-metre handicap trying to take on Perdos on his home soil. This is Gate Speed with Gareth Hall and Jason Bonington, and I think that they've done okay, I th- over there at Alexandra Park, but I agree with you. New South Wales should be something else because there'd be more Aussie horses going over there, plus the biggest stable in the country would, would I would imagine, would be participating in that inter-dominion. But RSN Central's heading over to New Zealand next Friday. We'll be live from uh, the Franklin Club. So if you're listening to the show and you're over in New Zealand or you've got some friends over there, let us know. We're going to... Um, how do you pronounce that place where Franklin Park is? Pukakoi. Pukakoi, there we go. We're heading to Pukakoi, so looking forward to that. <laughs> I'll practice that before we get there. And then on the Saturday morning, we're doing an hour from Alexandra Park from 11 to 12 with your, myself, Jason, and Adam Hamilton. And then on our Carnival channel, we're live for about two and a half hours at Alexandra Park, providing you with the coverage I don't think harness racing's ever had when it comes to, to harness racing anyway on RSN and our Carnival Channel. So looking forward to that, Jason. That should be a little bit of fun. Well, I can tell you one thing. You know, we don't like uh, to pump one another up too much. People pe- people like to think that we uh, we snipe at each other, ultimate snipe at each other in the background. But I'll tell you what, we will we will do... I really do hope people tune in, particularly to the uh, digital coverage on the night, because we will be running around like blue backsided flies, mm. making sure we get you every bit of information. So, yes, you can have your Sky Active going and all the rest, but make sure you're listening to us because I, I can guarantee you, between the two of us and a few other friends and guests we'll have available, we will make sure n- no stone is left unturned in terms of the information you'll get pre- and post-race on the big ones at Alexandra Park. Well, the idea and the plan is to bring it like a reality TV show to our listeners listening on our Carnival <laughs> channel where we'll be going inside the camps as they gear up the horse. Um We'll go into steward's room if there's a protest. We'll, we'll, we'll try and provide a coverage, as I pointed out, that this sport's never seen really before. So um, talking to the drivers in the mounting yard after races, before races, um, having a laugh as well, trying to entertain. So looking forward to it, Jason. As always, it's a pleasure. Do you have a best bet for us at Melton today? Uh, to be honest, I probably don't have one at Melton today for you. Just give us a moment and I'll see if I can find one for you. But yeah, really, uh, really particularly looking forward to getting over there and um, also joining that Saturday morning coverage. I won't be there on the Friday, unfortunately, but yep. it's going to be an absolute crack you would have thought with uh, all those participants running through Pukekohe. I will say in the first race in the program that I reckon Naked Ambition from the pole will defeat yep. the favourite right okay. move. So there's something for the uh, there's something for the listeners. And great sponsors too um, on RSN Central. Egmont star, one of the great studs over there in Queensland, home to Mr Feelgood. 
Um, got to go collect. Also, you're a big stud home to Inter Dominion champions like Lenny the Shark and also Lazarus. Alabar. Geez, they've got some star, um, a star-studded lineup, and also Harness Racing Victoria being wonderful supporters in, in helping us head out to New Zealand to promote, which is, I think we need to promote, the greatest race in harness racing. It's the best marketing tool the sport's got, and it's the holy grail of the, the, the sport, the Inter-Dominion. There's no doubt about that. Thank you, Jason. It's been wonderful, Gareth. I can't wait to see you soon. All right, then. Jason's sleeping with San Carlo, by the way, when he goes to New Zealand, so we didn't have to pay for accommodation, which is great.